The Emperor does not share your optimistic appraisal of the situation. <laughs> ultimate power in the universe welcome everybody to scarif podcast we're doing a live presentation again as we do each saturday talking about the book of boba fett rest in peace garza whip oh i'm so sorry just change that don't put that out in the universe <laughs> and uh yeah we don't care where boba fett is at this point now right uh Brad, how's it going? Shanti, how's it going? It's uh, really great to have you both here on the uh, Scarif podcast. You're home away from home, I'm sure. How's everybody doing? Best way to spend a Saturday night. Agreed. Abs absolutely. <clears throat> Who do we got in the chat? We want to say hello to everybody in the chat. We got uh, Vader, Rapina, Nicole. We got the guys from uh, Escape Pod. Joker voice. We just sent him uh, a little bit of uh, some uh, Scarif swag. He got it today. Dave. Enjoy. Who's it? Who else is in there? Dave's Dave. here. Good to Dave. see you as always. Good to see you as always. So we have, uh, wow, chapter six. Uh, what's it called? The stranger coming in from the sand or something? The <laughs> desert? coming in the desert. That's what it is. Yes. <clears throat> oh man so we got a lot of we got a lot to talk about uh we have a very special guest uh a new friend and wonderful supporter uh here uh with us but uh we're gonna bring her in and uh let's just get down to business on the boba fett refresh show And we'd like to welcome Melanie to the channel. Melanie, Hi. how you doing? Say Hi, hello to the guys. folks. Good. How are you? Fantastic. Good to have you. And uh, good to have a uh, wonderful little panel here. We've got Team Scarif and our friend Melanie. And um, look at all the people in the chat. Thank you guys for coming. And um, wow, look at all these people just kind of, uh, they got their own conversation going sometimes. That's too funny. All right. So before we start, you know, I wanted to um, remind everybody to uh, check out the review shows. I know a lot of people don't do YouTube, so I started to extract the audio from these shows and put them on uh, whatever favorite podcatcher you guys, uh, you know, subscribe to. Uh, but they have been going gangbusters, um, really good numbers after I posted them on Friday. We're going to do the same thing to this one. If you can't stay for the whole thing, make sure that uh, you either catch it on the replay or catch it in audio form um, on our RSS feed, wherever you uh, subscribe to the show. Um, that being said, it, it's, uh, it's really cool, really awesome to have people, uh, you know, obviously listen to us and um, we love interacting with, uh, with folks that follow us. Um, and then obviously these live shows have been really great. Um, yeah, this is fantastic. So, um, 
Brad, I wanted to ask you because we've been uh, texting all uh, day today. You uh, you just went to the store and picked up uh, some nice little articles, didn't you? Yeah, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll post uh, I'll post some pictures on Twitter. Uh, but uh, we we found this uh, this antique mall, two stories, and uh, the Star Wars section is uh, unbelievable. So uh, in in no particular order, yeah, I'm going to show off all my toys. No giant uh, Batmobiles or anything. These are all uh, Han Solo frozen carbonite pop. Let's see. Hold on. There you go. Christmas Yoda. Oh, Christmas Yoda. So cute. <clears throat> Let's see. What else we got? Um, one that really counts. Luke hey. with the child. Bro. And with the funky hairdo, too. Uh, the, the super confusing one of uh, is it Vader? <laughs> Is it Yoda? Is is it's Vader? No, it's Yoda. Uh, you can look at that for. I mean, you'll never figure it out. It's it's just magic. Uh, and uh, some. Well, it's not nearly as cool as I thought it was going to be, but uh, it's a Han Solo frozen in carbonite. There actually looks pretty oh, cool. Oh wow! There. Actually, yeah. On, on screen, it looks better than he does in person. Uh, is that oh, like a little? Is a little nightlight, a desk light? I don't know, man. It actually doesn't look. Who cares what it is? Let's see the. <laughs> let's see. Let me. Let me see the side of that. That's awesome. Oh yeah, it is. I want that. Yeah, I mean it's that cool. is cool. I have, I had never seen it before. Yeah. So. Wow. And don't try to figure out how the light comes from uh, carbonite. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> a couple pieces, a uh, couple things to hang up on the wall. Mm. She, she's Kate. amazing. Was that? Uh, R2 Katie or Katie KT KT and a good story behind that. If nobody's heard that, make sure you look that droid up. Yep. And uh, that one. Oh, very nice. And of course the uh, last one we got is uh, Chicago bound. Uh. Uh, Vader will be going to the windy city. Oh, look at uh, that. <gasps> so <laughs> electronic talking bank. Wow. And uh, Ro, that's going to go out to you. Uh, appreciate everything you've done for me over the years. Uh, uh, I know you used to have one uh, back in the day, and you said you had to part with it. So um, I did. I did f- fill that hole. Uh, see if she's paying attention. Take yeah, it away, Sean. He's in there. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's yeah, what she but, said. Uh, uh, there you go. Uh, so uh, we'll be sending that out to you as soon as we can. Oh wait, and I almost forgot the most important thing. Uh, Shanti, ask a yes or no question. Ask a yes or no question. Yes. What do you want to know about your future? Oh, that's scary. <laughs> um, oh, man. Come on. Will I get Scarif After Dark off the ground? You should not have come back. Okay, then. <laughs> uh, just just uh, so everybody in the chat, like full disclosure here, we did ask Vader ahead of time if this was going to be a good show, and he did flat out say no. Uh, Let me ask again. Let's yeah. do a do-over. Is this going to be a really good Scarif Live show tonight? Oh, is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Melanie, wow, you got a question suck. for him? Oh, uh, no. I better not. <laughs> All right, well, I'm we'll scared. take one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so this is a uh, Darth Vader Destiny Decider. I've never seen this before, so I uh, had to have this. I won't tell you how much I paid for it, but it was well worth every single penny that I did. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. He'll, he'll be chiming in from time to time. I have it. There you go. There you go. That's what she and, said. Thank you, um, 
Shanti, I'm going to ask you about collectibles too. And Melanie, if you got something handy, but I wanted to, um, I got something in the mail from our friend, Greg, who, uh, is, uh, the rebel base card. And he was, uh, he has been doing these incredible tops style cards and uh, there I am with Greg lightsaber battling at uh, the uh, last year's Scarif Con. Uh, you can see That's him awesome. in the background. Background here, he's in prison. I think this was uh, either celebration or C two E two. It's probably celebration. Um, but these cards are amazing, and uh, he he sent me a, a couple of sets already. But they are incredible. I gotta uh, sit down with him because I really want to do some some Red Five Network cards. But these are really great. They have on the perfect feel. They they feel and look like like the uh, you know the tops cards from those from back in the adults. Yeah, yeah. So those uh, those are amazing. Uh, Greg, props uh, to you, my friend. And uh, if you don't know Greg, he is uh, the Rebel Base Card. He uh, does a podcast on card collecting and things like that. We've done many shows with him in the past. Uh, really great, uh, really great show and uh, really great guy. He uh, helps me a lot during uh, our little Chicago events. So it's fantastic. Um, yeah. So, uh, what else can we talk about? Uh, I want to get to the topic, but, uh, I wanted to ask Brad, uh, I know you've been thinking about, uh, some of our past shows and, uh, I wanted to ask you if, if there's anything on your mind regarding, uh, some of the uh, old shows that we've done. Yeah. I mean, uh, going to these, uh, you know, these antique stores, uh, you know, and people mentioned in the chat, like so, so many good collectibles that you can find at these shops. I had never seen this before. Um, and it makes you wonder if, uh, Steve Sansweet has this collectible. And, uh, so that made me think about that one. One of my favorite episodes that we did, uh, was our episode. Look at that. Wow. You're quick. Uh, so our uh, interview with Steve Sansweet, the one and only, um, if you don't know who he is, uh, fix yourself. Uh, he <laughs> I know, is, man, really. Uh, I consider him, uh, screw Pablo and everybody else. I, I consider him the premier, uh, Star Wars historian, uh, going back to the very beginning, his uh, Rancho Obi-Wan, uh, the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, biggest collection of Star Wars collectibles in the world. Um, and uh, I'm not sure, you know, he with, with COVID protocols, he was not able to do tours. I'm not sure if that's changed or not. Uh, he also wrote the Star Wars uh, Encyclopedia a few years ago, um, which uh, if you can get your hands on one of those, uh, that's an amazing book still, even though some of it's been decanonized. I don't care. It's uh, amazing information. Uh, so uh, check out this uh, interview that we did with him. Uh, what was that, about a year ago or so? Yeah, and actually it was on May 25th, 2020, which is a, a very important date for us Star Wars people. Isn't that right? Absolutely. And I told uh, I, I told Stephen that uh, when... When all this COVID stuff, uh, you know, kind of dies down, I'm, I'm renting a bus and we're going to fill it with Star Wars nerds and then just head on over to Rancho Obi-Wan. Red so, 5 bus. That's what we need. There you go. That'd be amazing. That would be amazing. Shanti, what about you? What? You got a collectible. You got a collectible. You got a favorite episode. Uh, I know. I Shanti a collectible nearby. Right. It is your destiny. <laughs> But right before the show started, I did win a bid, my first bid ever, oh. on a collectible on eBay. Thank Very you, 97 nice. Bravo, for that link. 
<laughs> so I got my very first Black Series uh, Princess Leia in her all-white outfit from Hoth. So I'm really happy about that. Very nice. And speaking of collectibles, we just uh, we have Paul in the chat. Thank you very much, Paul. Collectibles. <sighs> Uh, we just did a show with him. Uh, we recorded it a couple of days ago, and I'm putting that one together soon with uh, him and Josh. And Josh, if you're in here, um, I wore my Hawaiian shirt because I didn't want you to, you know, show me up. So feel left out. Absolutely. Um, yeah. What about? Uh, I know you just did uh, two shows for us. Thank you very much. Uh, Pirates with uh, Andrew and Andy and um, what was the other one that you did? Uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Do, do, do. Frank. Do, with Frank, do, do, do. Uh, another uh, patron supporter. <laughs> Thank you very much for that. Those uh, shows have been doing pretty good. Um, one of the ones that I wanted to kind of point out is, uh, and everybody seems to really have liked it, was our uh, Western episode. And uh, it's actually kind of uh, prophetic <clears throat> prophetic like i don't know not prophetic it's it, it fits um episode 83 we did uh, we talked about uh, the western and um, foreshadowing foreshadowing mm-hmm. there you go there you go there you go and um yeah it was a really great episode and i, I think we're gonna have to we're gonna be talking about some western themes tonight because um this last episode of uh of the Mandalorian. Oh, oops, sorry. No, not the Mandalorian. Of Book of Boba Fett was uh, really, really um, Western motivated. Um, so that's all I got for announcements. Other than uh, we just picked up a new subscriber on uh, YouTube, Keely Child. Thank you very much, Keely, for uh, hitting that subscribe button. And uh, oh, look who we got. Cam Ray is in the house. Thank you, Cam, for showing up and uh, saying hello. Uh, another uh, wonderful YouTube channel that you guys have to uh, check out. He's uh, really, really funny. How would you know? <laughs> I know funny. I guess. He's way more afraid of than we are. Who, yeah. Cam? Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cam's very talented. If I can remind if I can remind everybody that Monday is Star Wars podcast day, I know a whole bunch of people are uh, doing a special broadcast on uh, Star Wars podcast day. We're going to be doing some stuff throughout the day. Um, I got John Tag uh, to show up at seven o'clock on Monday night and um, looking forward. And I hope this happens uh, talking to Stephen Kent at 10 p.m. Eastern. I think it's 9 p.m. Central on Star Wars Podcast Day that uh, it's uh, commemorating the first ever Star Wars podcast back in, I forgot the date, but uh, look it up. All right. Um, any other announcements? Which which podcast claims to be the first Star Wars podcast? I'll, I would have to look it up, but yeah, it's it's the very first, the like I guess like kind of the commemoration of the very first Star Wars podcast. And now there's like what forty two million three hundred and eighty two thousand and four, plus be something like that. Yeah. All right. So, the book of Boba Fett. Um, I'm gonna go around the table and see uh, what your one sentence uh, take is on this episode, starting with our wonderful guest Melanie. What'd you think of that episode? Uh well, it was better than it has been and it had the only scary person 
that we've had so far. <laughs> exactly. Or creature or person. Enti- character. Entity? No. Character, entity, yeah. vision. <laughs> Absolutely. Genuinely scary. Yeah. Scarier than the, you know, than Boba. And a lot scarier than the mod crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who isn't? Dang. Shanti, one sentence. I'm going to drop my F-bomb. Is that okay? <laughs> That's fine. All right. The children are in bed. I am 100% fucking in love with Cad Bane. That's my sentence. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's a good one. Where's Boba don't care? What about you? Well, I, I keep it clean. I don't use those bad words like, like <laughs> Shanti does. But uh, I will say it is the between both seasons of The Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett, the best episode of all of them. What yeah. Out there? Oh, and hold on a second. Let me. Uh, oh, I got rid of it. But uh, did you do you guys see the uh, the cameo in in. Um, the cameo of actual Boba Fett. It lasted for like three seconds. He turned around and he went like this to Din, and then that he was delivered. It. He delivered that line perfectly. Perfectly, yes, he did. Yes, yes he did. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about that cold open. Um, we obviously have a a little situation here with the Pikes uh, selling spice, and um, I had a friend of mine that. Uh, basically said i am today years old when i realized that star wars spice is star is is basically star wars cocaine or something i'm like yeah yeah what would you think it was oregano where what yeah <laughs> I, I thought everybody knew that exactly exactly but um you know you have uh Another one of uh, to, to be fair, favorite though, characters. To be fair, back in the day in some of the books, Spice could have meant whatever the writer wanted it to sure. mean. Sure. But yeah. the, the most prominent was illegal drugs. Cinnamon. Illicit substances. <laughs> Cinnamon. <Yes. laughs> Put a little spice on your pancakes. Um, <laughs> spice it up. Yeah, so that, uh, that cold open, the pikes get checked by Cobb Vanth. And um, I love that little scene, that little, uh, I mean, we talked about Westerns. What would you guys think of that? I loved it. It was pure Western. This whole episode was almost pure Western. What the hell? I don't know what was. <laughs> yeah. Vader's drunk. Go home. <laughs> Yeah, um, think it the entire and... right. The entire episode really was good. was western. Um, mm-hmm. Even down to you know him wearing the the red sash. You got that cowboy look. Um, Flipping the gun, being... putting it in the holster. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like visually, it was just really you know reminiscent of of uh, of the western. Um, I need more of that character. I think he's great. Yeah. Not just because it's Timothy Oliphant. It's just he's just really good at playing that character. And I decided to watch Justified and DB was totally right. He is totally mm-hmm. that character in Justified planted into Star Wars and it's perfect. Yeah, I wasn't sure about his character at first with, um, you know, in the, in the Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. definitely grown on me a lot. What does that say? I heard um, last night uh, Andrew and the gang over at Science Fictionary were talking about that. What does that say about his uh, his character? You know, I mean, he goes over and he tells him to leave, but he holds on to the spice and he walks over to the box, kicks it over. 
Uh, Melanie, what what do you think that says about his character like that? I th- I think he's seeing the big picture. Hmm. He he knows what's coming, and he knows that the the townspeople don't really want to hear that right now. Right. But he knows he knows it's coming. And he tells when when he tells his uh, his bar guy to to assemble everybody that he's mm-hmm. got something to say. Um, yeah. I yeah. think it also means that he was high as a kite when all that spice blew everywhere and he was sitting right in the middle of it. So he was tripping. He was tripping. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's a, uh, I think uh, Disney plus released a promo today that said the storm is coming. And I'm thinking finally next week is the last episode. I hope something's coming. Um, but yeah, so uh, getting to the next kind of sequence there, Mando arrives on uh, the planet, takes a little trip, a little detour. Last episode, you know, he tells uh, Fennec that uh, he needs to uh, go see his little friend, and uh, he takes a little detour. But um, how excited were you guys when uh, the camera focused on that little antenna? You knew what was coming, right? You know, here's the funny thing, and I said it when um, when we saw R2 in uh, the season ender for the, uh, the, the final season of, of Mando right before Luke showed up. I think I was a lot more excited to see R2 than I was Luke. And I think okay. this, this might yeah. be, yeah, this is kind of the same thing. And the way he mm-hmm. was, uh, the way he was doing his little humming while he was guiding. Was walking, the, yeah. The forest, that's amazing. I noticed that too. And the CGI is great. R2 looks like he did back in 1983. Was he CGI? <laughs> no, no. Oh, I was going to say, damn, that, that is good CGI. Push, push the button. Push the button, Brad. Was he CGI? There is no Okay. So, um, uh, one of our critiques early on in, in this series was that everything kind of looked like cheap Mm -hmm. everything looked low-key um like we we uh and i mentioned that it seemed like the the b team was handling the production on a lot of this stuff Mm -hmm. um but obviously you know even from the uh last week's episode with uh with mando the uh the return of the mandalorian um they've been you know holding they've been holding no punches back um there's a lot of detail that that has gone into these last two episodes and a lot of people say oh well this is where the budget uh is coming from but um you know some of these shots are and and i always you know i I get flack for my my need for the cinematic but some of these shots are beautiful i think the uh the the shot of the ship uh arriving and going through the mountainscape there before he lands is is gorgeous uh, some of these wide shots are really great. Um, I, I really, I, I do wish that this show would have title cards when they land on a new planet because it helps us kind of, you know, figure out where everything is or 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 what the name of the planet and stuff. And and um, I, I kind of like that. Um, and I, I hate to say it, you know, we we have the. I, I know to think about it at first. The droids building the the little temple there and. Um, you know, I, I thought it was cool. Yeah, they have they have no minds. You know, basically just a bunch of gonk droids put together that that build stuff. Um, and uh, I, I do like that there is a connection between there and Episode Eight. You know, they're very similar to the 
what we see in the last Jedi, as far as Jedi temple goes. Uh, so or Jedi huts, I don't know what they are. Um, but I thought that was pretty cool. And you could see how time progressed as they built up on those huts. Yeah. I think they called them ant androids. Androids. Android. Is that Kathleen Kennedy calling you? <laughs> God, no, I'd hang up. <laughs> um, wrong. <laughs> I like that um, again th- there seems to be a lot more uh, thought into these last two episodes there's more there seems to be more aliens there seems to be more droid design um, no boba no mm-hmm. boba but uh, I think uh, you know the uh, one of my biggest criticisms early on was that you know Tatooine seemed really small but I, I think um uh you know we're we're getting into that uh that zone um but it's uh, let's let's keep going here so the cgi the the next thing we have a good chunk of this episode devoted to you know luke skywalker and grogu um i want to ask you guys what you thought of the uh the cgi and the technology of bringing luke back melanie I thought this was better than the second season CGI and Mando. Mm-hmm. And you can Absolutely. see the progression there. You can see it there. But do you know what I really thought about? Mm. I thought about, I wish they, that whoever did it could get their hands on Rogue One. Okay. And redo it. Mm. Yeah. Because I thought, okay. because it, it, not so much the uh, Tarkin, but the, the Leia at the end. The Leia. I think right. If they went back and did it, it would be really terrific. You know, there's a rumor, and I. It's very good. I think, yeah, I I was blown away. Um, You know, even with Rogue One, when I I remember when I was in the theater watching Rogue One, and I knew, I I had a suspicion that uh, that they were going to redo Grand Moff Tarkin, and then the scene started, and I I always expect like a cutaway to another actor's face, and then maybe a behind the the shoulder Mm -hmm. thing, and then Mm -hmm. you hear his voice, and then you have that you know that scene play off. But the camera just continued and the character just started to talk. And I'm like, holy crap, that's that's really good. Um, This was the same way when Luke, you know, you get the shot of Luke meditating and then you get the shot of of Grogu, you know, kind of like playing around and then go back to Luke. Um, Those first shots of Luke are are just amazing, are are really fantastic. Mm -hmm. And um, I know the technology obviously has been refined um, through the work of uh, what is this? The YouTuber guy that uh, Mm -hmm. basically, you know, fiddled with the deep fake stuff. And I think this is a combination of of, uh, ILM's uh, algorithm and and the deep fake technology. But it's it's really great. I think we are like I mean, we are like right there to to maybe having new stories with the original crew. and obviously, the rumors uh, that um, that have surfaced because of the uh, IMDb post um, regarding Harrison Ford in this next episode, I think um, it's kind of scary, but it's uh, it's exhilarating. Yeah, <clears throat> a couple things on Luke. Um, one, I don't know if his yeah, I mean the CGI was definitely amazing. Um, <clears throat> I think he looked about the same, uh, and I don't say it as an insult. Um, but he looked about the same as he did in the um, the Battlefront 2 uh, storyline, oh. if, if anybody's played that. Uh, but if it, for anybody who has played that, you know that 
that part of that storyline is about the only redeeming quality of the entire thing, uh, which is canon. And that's exactly how Luke um, is supposed to act. Um, so I think I thought it looked perfect. And I don't know if you guys caught this. Um, you know, Ahsoka also mentions, you know, you're a lot like your father. She said something to that regard. But if you notice, it was very subtle about his facial expressions as well as how he talked. He was really channeling, and I don't know, you know, how they did it, but you could actually sense a lot of Anakin uh, in his mannerisms, uh, the way his inflection was when he was talking, and, and just his facial expression. So I thought they did a really good job on that, and it was it was subtle, but it was there. I can't wait for the uh, the gallery episode, the behind the scenes on this this episode, because you know I watched it. I've seen it three times already, and I watched you know Luke. Uh, intently with um, you can you know you can see the 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 strands of hair like coming off the side and you can see when he turns I mean it's it's just it's phenomenal and I you know I want to see like where does the CGI end and where does the actor you know come in Mm -hmm. Um, because it's just you know Cam said it in the chat it's it's 99.9% there I thought Um, it was flawless there are some. There are still some um, points where you can see that the the model's eyes are looking Very like <clears throat> really like really weird, and that's the uh, yeah. the uh, syndrome called the uncanny valley mm-hmm. syndrome. Um, but like I said, yeah, it it is it is like right there. I did make the joke that that's where all the budget went because it just right. looked really really yeah. good. I'm here for it. That's fine. And of course, people are complaining about it. I'm like, really? What's complaining about? I thought it looked really good. Yeah, how priceless was it that you know they're walking along in the forest and he's just bumping uh, Grogu along, just lifting Mm -hmm. him up, putting him down as they're walking along? I I thought that was priceless. Yeah, that's the kind of Star Wars humor I like. Um, One of the things also that I kind of uh, complained about early on is that you don't hear a lot of uh, the familiar Star Wars themes uh, in in this show. Um, but you did hear a, a couple of familiar themes, the force theme uh, towards the uh, end of, uh, of the little training sequence. Uh, you heard Yoda's theme um, when uh, Luke was telling uh, Grogu about Yoda. Um, so that was really nice. Um, training droid. It had the training droid from right. episode four. Come on now. Yeah. It doesn't get any cooler than that. Absolutely. Um, getting back real fast to the technology, you know, so we're talking about the, um, the fact that there's this rumor that Harrison Ford's going to be, you know, showing up in, in, in next week episode. And, and I know people are wondering like how, how they're going to fit him in. Is he shoehorned in? Um, do you guys have any theories as to how he's going to show up if the rumors are true? If not, no big deal, but any theories? I mean, there's always the conflict between uh, Shanti mentioned it last week or the week before, uh, uh, you know, there, there's an ongoing parallel conflict between Boba Fett and Han Solo. Uh, right. they, they've got like a lifelong feud sort of going. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know. But now that Boba's a good guy, I guess, I don't know how that would work. Maybe yeah. Han heard he got to... out of the Sarlacc pit and is wondering what the heck. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. I don't know. And Melanie, he wouldn't know. He wouldn't know whether or not he's good or benevolent, not. Yeah. Benevolent crime lord now. No. Um, warm and fuzzy Tony Soprano. Now? <laughs> benevolent <laughs> crime lord. 
<clears throat> the um, who? who where? Where did that? What was the source for the Harrison Ford thing? Uh, IMDb. Screen, no, IMDb Pro. Pro had him listed. Um, and, you know, the only thing that makes me think that hmm, it might happen is because early on I also had a prediction that if, if they do Luke, then each series from here on will have an original trilogy character. So Luke would be here. Han would be in, in, in this one um, at the, you know, kind of at the end of this series. You'd have Leia in the Ahsoka because we know through the books that Ahsoka was working with Leia's father. Um, she was, uh, she started to be a fulcrum during the, and we don't know what the Ahsoka series is going to be about, but I can kind of see them going that route where we see, you know, Leia, um, somewhere in there. And the other thing too, that, uh, that wouldn't surprise me if, uh, Harrison Ford or if Han Solo shows up is, you know, we know that Harrison is, uh, currently shooting, uh, Indy five. And I know that there are. Um, they've been working on de-aging Harrison for that movie because it's. I, I think it's going to start with uh, with a flashback of Harrison Ford on an early adventure, like every Indiana Jones does. Um, so I have a feeling like the ILM people are like, "Hey, we got uh, we got a young Harrison over here," and then the Mando people are like, "Oh, okay." So I have a feeling that there's going to be some sort of synergy again if the rumors are true. And this might be uh, the uh, the uh, impetus of bringing Harrison in. Um, and, you know, obviously people are saying it's going to feel shoehorned. But if they do it, I don't know, if they do it in a in a, in a way that kind of makes sense narratively, I, I would be so on board with that. It could be as simple as a hollow, you know, some, you know, just as a teaser for what you're yeah. saying. He may not play a huge yep. role at all in the episode. He'll show up and say, Luke, I'm sending Ben. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could. It could be something really simple. Oh, you think they're going to have a, they could have a, they could have a little, let's see, how old is he now? He would be, what is this? It's Kenobi's next, after? right? Yeah, this is five years after. So yeah. it'd be uh, about four years old-ish. So, give or take. Hmm. All right. Any, uh, any other final thoughts on the technology? Are we liking it? We're liking it, I right? loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so then um, we go back to Luke, and uh, he's talking to Grogu, but uh, he's going to do a Vulcan mind meld with Grogu to make him remember. And um, this is, I guess, one of the things that we've been asking since the introduction of the character. Like, where was he, you know, during the prequels? Uh, what's going on? Um, but they um, they introduce another scene for... Uh, from the perspective of Grogu, as uh, Order sixty six is in uh, is is in high swing, uh, what do you guys think of that? A tragic scene. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, seeing Grogu's face, you know, looking at the uh, I guess the the five hundred first there, uh, you know, shooting those uh, three Jedi down, um, and still begs that same question that we've been talking about, like you said, of how did he get out and you know but you know he says it goes dark after that so i'm pretty sure either you know sidious or, or vader or one of the sith inquisitors uh actually just took grogu um for nefarious purposes out of the temple i think so too i don't think he was rescued i think he was taken um i like that word too nefarious purposes <laughs> yeah 
I think I, I think I used it right too. Yeah. <laughs> Melanie, what do you think? Yeah, that was that part. The Order sixty six always gets me, no matter when they do it. But seeing it from that point of view was really devastating. Yeah. Because it is anyway. But to and to think that it, you know that's a child's vision mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Particularly he, poignant. Yeah, because how old is he in that point? Mm-hmm. Right. I was going to say even a 50-year-old child, but yeah. Uh, but still, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I mean, as a concept, Order 66 is pretty tragic. It's uh, how do you recover from that? Yeah, we you saw know? in the uh, we saw it in the Bad Batch, and uh, you know, one angle there we saw uh, if you played the Jedi Fallen Order game, we saw another. You know, when when he lost his master and he had to escape from there, and, and you know, there's. Uh, as Melanie was saying, every reference to it is just horrific. Yeah. So we had. And it, and it also mirrors uh, what Din went through as a child as well. Right. Right. Because we saw that point of view too. Mm-hmm. And so that, that binds them a bit. It yeah. does. It does. And I, I think um, we haven't seen um, the last, I don't think, of, of those flashbacks or at least that story because. Uh, I'm still I, I'm still convinced that Din Djarin is uh, somebody of importance mm-hmm. because, you know, his parents put him in that little shed to hide him. But he was wearing some really kind of regal outfit that I feel has some significance to uh, his character. Um, but I wanted to share this screen regarding that Order 66 thing. Um, a lot of fans have been pointing out the symbol right here so you mentioned um, and uh it's uh barris Offie's um family crest i guess or symbol which is kind of interesting and i know yeah. that uh there was an actor an, an actor that was announced that um she was going to be cast in the ahsoka series and people were saying that she would be playing barris Offie, uh Offie or ofi um <laughs> but that would be interesting you know and we know that uh, Mr. Filoni doesn't put stuff into his shows just because. Mm-hmm. So that would be interesting to uh, kind of tease out, and um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So there's some there's some good chat going on right now as far as you know was he uh, rescued or or did they take him? Um, the reason I, I I'm leaning towards uh, he was taken one. Um, they said it goes black for however many years, so he doesn't remember anything after that time. And two, and I think it goes into that whole uh, Darth Sidious cloning process, trying to tie it all together with uh, Episode Nine. And uh, we all know that Yoda has a high midichlorian count. We know that uh, Grogu uh, has a high midichlorian count. Um, so I, I think it could have something to do with that. Uh, he may have been rescued and just blocked it all out. Um, I still think it's for nefarious purposes. Yeah, I, I think it would be more dramatic if he wasn't rescued by somebody, um, you know, from from the Jedi Temple. I, I think um, there'd be a lot more drama if he was uh, taken by, you know, by Palpatine or one of his uh, Palpa peeps. Um, yeah, so like you said, anything when whenever we see or an order 66, it's always heart wrenching. Um, but yeah, I mean, did we have any doubts that Grogu was even present during order 66? Didn't surprise me. Yeah. 
It could have been his mama. We, we, we still don't know what happened to Yaddle. So maybe, maybe, maybe Mama Yaddle, Mama Yaddle got him out. Do you want to keep that a mystery? Like, do you have any interest because we don't know anything about Yoda's race or his planet or any, anything about like, would you be interested in that? Or do you think that that's a mystery that should just be left a mystery? That's a good question because George Lucas had standing orders to leave his history alone. And, you know, they're obviously they're starting to get into that. Um, I'm wondering how much they're going to give us just because now you've given us Grogu and there's going right. to be so much focus on him, I'm sure. So are we going to get any background on where he came from? Well, let's ask or, the expert. You will meet your destiny. There I guess, you go. I guess so. Yeah, okay, then. That was, that was a little over the top for that question, but, you know. You know. I don't think so. I think I'm with Paul. I, I, I think I love the mystery. I never want to know Yoda's backstory specifically. I think um, Yoda's is one of those characters that obviously we, we know a lot about him, but then again, mm -hmm. we don't know a lot about him. So I feel um, the same way. I was just wondering yeah. if anyone else felt the same way. Melanie? I never wondered about it. Hmm. He was just he was just there and he yeah. was who he was. There is uh, one one little detail uh, when when Din Djarin is uh, talking to Ahsoka and basically says, I want to see Grogu. Um, there's that little exchange. And um, Din Djarin says, I want to see him. And uh, Ahsoka's like kind of hemming and hawing. Like, I don't know if that's a good idea. But they but he turns and he's, you know, when he says, I want to see him. They're, they actually cut to a shot of, of, of R2, and R2 turns over and, and looks at Ahsoka, and you can hear R2 going, like, like he knows. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if, anybody, if anybody has learned anything about the Jedi throughout the entire saga, I think it's, it's R2. He knows everything. And I, I think it's that scene, too. I wanted to point out another their amazing attention to detail, and I want to give it to Rosario Dawson on this one. The way she giggles, she giggles like Ahsoka from the Clone Wars. <laughs> and like somebody might just pass that over, whatever. But that's freaking amazing that that it sounded just like she did from the cartoons. And, you know, people were criticizing Rosario uh, for not being enough uh, like Ashley. Um, and just that little detail. But, yeah, R2 knows what's up. Definitely. Are, are, are we going to talk about this bullcrap ultimatum that Luke gives Grogu? I mean, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Because okay, I'm the, dying to talk about. It. I, I think it's so, crap, but we'll, I guess we'll get so, there. I'm with Brad. So that there's a there's it's this crap. line there's this line that um, Ahsoka tells uh, Tinjarin. There's no place in the galaxy more safe than here with Luke. And again, we'll use the word foreshadowing, but. Um, you know, when you get when you step back and take a look at the bigger picture and you know what's coming, it's uh, it's so heart wrenching. You know, what's safer than that. A little Jedi with Beskar chainmail. <laughs> That's what's safer than that. If that happens, though, man, I don't know. I won't be able to take it. All the cheese. And you'll like it. There is a very delicate Mando theme during this sequence when Dinjarin just really wants to go up that hill and see him, and it's so tender. 
it's these two little two or three little notes which is basically a, a rehash of the mandalorian theme and uh the acting is great even under the helmet you've got his voice that is just you know you, sometimes you can hear it like breaking he's just so emotional there and he's got his body is like he like half wants to go up there but he realizes that ahsoka might have a point um so it's uh really cool um any any thoughts on 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 that sequence? I know everyone was very excited and very emotional to see Luke in the interaction between Luke and Ahsoka, but believe it or not, that is actually the one and only thing that actually made me tear up because Pablo did such a great job with his voice acting that, like you said, even with him wearing the helmet and not seeing his facial expressions, absolutely nothing, I really did feel his pain of, but he's right there yeah. i just want to see him and i'm just it's so heartbreaking because that Taking bond was way. so strong in the mandalorian and i just want to see them together again and also he's still got that little spot behind him in the in the in the n1 starfighter yeah that's that's built for grogu i'm telling you that's for mm-hmm. luggage no that's for Grogu. and he's also coming off being told he's not really mandalorian right uh, so what does he have left yes yeah Mm-hmm. that's interesting um it's true yeah it, it it's definitely true there's a lot of things um playing as you know this as as critical as we are about the series and and um kelly would love to to uh my next comment here there's a lot of themes here about uh, and throughout all star wars a family but this one in particular um you know when obviously the the, the sand people uh, with uh, with Boba Fett, you've got uh, the the selection of family um, and the relationship that we obviously we know from um, Mando and, and Grogu. So there's a lot of stuff happening here um, that has to do with uh, with choice and uh, and family. Um, and one of the things that I wrote in the notes at 21 minutes 24, we finally hear the Force theme. Which, um, which is amazing to me. Again, having the critique of, you know, we don't see, a, we don't hear a lot of uh, familiar Star Wars themes. You know, we get that Force theme, and um, it is great. Uh, it is great for me. Um, what do you guys think of Luke igniting his lightsaber and beginning to practice his form in in the bamboo? Yes, please. Yeah. Anytime I see that <laughs> lightsaber. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, Grogu is watching him. It almost seems like the shot is very similar to when he was watching Order 66. You had the reflection of the lightsaber in his eye during that sequence. He's watching Luke do his thing, and he's got the reflection, and he's he stops. And it's almost like he's remembering something, uh, or he's continuing to remember or recall some memories uh, from that as well. So, I mean, the shot was exactly the same. The camera kind of pushes in, and you see the light. Uh, saber reflection in there, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it almost um, looked like he was in awe of what mm-hmm. he was seeing. I thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Luke's next line: "Get back up, always get back up." <laughs> Except that one time. Uh huh. <laughs> that's what I always, you know. I mean, do you know, people, say, not <laughs> as I do. <laughs> people always, uh, people are going to give this. Um, this sequence a lot of crap because obviously we we know what happens to Luke we know 
emotionally what happens to him. We know what happens uh, from the sequel trilogies, uh, the sequel trilogy. Um, and it's, you know, it's a shame, but it is what it is. And I know a lot of people were uh, talking about how somehow, um, you know, Dave Filoni and Favreau are going to retcon The Last Jedi or the sequel trilogy. I don't think that's going to happen. It just it, it can't logically. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. I think we are, you know, I've seen somebody coin the hashtag all roads lead to, um, which obviously is a reference to uh luke skywalker in, in the last jedi um but uh you know i hate to use this phrase but it is what it is <laughs> sorry brad oh that's fine um it's it, i just i'm gonna say hubris as just as a retort to that just because you hate that word <laughs> i hate that word uh and also you know i thought it was a nice compliment that uh ahsoka called him master luke you know just throwing the throwing master in there you know recognizing uh, what he's learned as a as a Jedi, I thought that was pretty cool that she would do that. And her lines of you know sometimes the uh, teacher or sometimes the student guides the teacher, right? You know, just perfect lines for Ahsoka uh, to deliver because she did that the entire Clone War series mm-hmm. with Anakin. There's Anakin learned way more th- from her than she ever did from him. So I thought that was a perfect line for her to li- to deliver in that case. Dave Filoni directed this one, right? Yes. Well, uh, yeah. So obviously, you know, you've got Dave Filoni and you've got uh, such a deep knowledge of of the character of Ahsoka. So it it doesn't surprise me, you know, not only you mentioned the mannerisms um, and and things like that. Um, So it's it's definitely going to tie all in. I I just had one question. What was Ahsoka doing there anyways? She's a friend of the family. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Togruta. You know them Togruta. Togruta don't mess around. They, did they, she actually? Uh, did she just do that? Uh, yeah. Um, what's the Togruta? Never mind. Um, I'm sorry. The tequila's kicking in. So. So are, are we going to talk about this ultimatum now, Ro? Are we there yet? Because I feel like I want to like, know what his deal is with attachment. He seemed to turn out okay. Yeah, him Josh having been attached wanna, himself. What the hell's yeah, Luke's problem? I like Josh's. What do you say? Comment there. It's really rich. Yeah, that's, I, that I agree with Josh. Visit. I don't no, understand it, it's, it's up, it's up a little further. flip of the switch. Mm-hmm. Which one? Up three, uh, up three comments from that. Yeah. But it's a gift. You can't accept gifts now. Jedi are not allowed to accept gifts from people. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's called that, payo- that really payola. feel a little strange. It's called payola. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the chain mail uh, represents all that. All right. Maybe looks he's like not Brad really giving him an ultimatum. Maybe it's just a test of some kind. Maybe he's really isn't, and we don't know what his reaction is going to be based on his response. So the uh, the thing with attachment, and I I was um, posting all morning um, with uh, with somebody on Twitter uh, the thing about attachment. Um, you know, it's not a new thing. Obviously, the prequels uh, that were obviously written by George Lucas has this whole thing about attachment. They talk about, uh, uh, you know, the Jedi can't send emails because of attachment. Ha ha ha. But um, let me ask you guys this. Did the whole attachment thing um, shoot themselves in the foot by, by introducing no attachment to the Jedi? Does that kind of pigeonhole the 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 i guess the aspect of becoming a jedi 
Um, is it too rigid? And obviously, you know, from a creative standpoint, from behind the scenes standpoint, um, did they not know how to write themselves out of that trap? Are they are they standing firm to this no attachment thing? And this is why we see Luke giving him the ultimatum. See, I thought Luke was going to change all that, you know, because for for exactly for the reasons Josh and others said in the chat um, that, you know, he believed that was too rigid. Um, if Anakin didn't have to repress every single feeling that he had, mm-hmm. there's a good chance he wouldn't have gone to the dark side if he had just been open about it. Uh, but repressing everything, that's how he led to the dark side. Uh, I thought Luke was going to change that, and, but not according to this episode. But again, you know, like some people mentioned in the chat, who knows which way that conversation is going to go. They, they, they could completely switch gears on that one. So we'll see. Melody, anything? Attachment's hard because if you think about it, Luke has no one to teach him, really, mm-hmm. right. anymore. He has these books. And like any adherent to any philosophy, if that's all you have and that's being reinforced over and over and over and over again in these books that he's reading, he's going to buy into it. And it's interesting, too, because – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, it's just like anything where if you can go overboard with it. If he, if he wants to really preserve that, if that's his overriding feeling, that he's going to recreate this thing that was lost. You know, because he really doesn't, I mean, how much knowledge does he really have about how wrong it went? Yeah. And maybe and, he felt the choice was so hard in Return of the Jedi, actually, and maybe he figured mm-hmm. it's, it is just easier not to form that attachment. Mm-hmm. Well, even before that, in The Empire Strikes Back, Yoda actually gave him the choice. Stay here and finish your training or go save mm-hmm. your friends. Yeah. We yeah. also don't know how long Ahsoka's been there. Yeah. So yeah. maybe they had some conversations. I and mean, I think they, yeah, I, I think they did because, you know, there's a line that Ahsoka says to Luke, you know, so so much like your father. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it obviously, it, you know, we we're catching them like in the middle of, of the day they've had their conversations beforehand it's something that was said off camera um and and i'm hoping somehow i don't know if we i don't know if we need to hear that um i think headcanon might be a lot more satisfying than actually seeing a scene of them talking um which is you know the case with with most headcanon i guess um but it would be interesting to see um and then find out if uh if these two are going to, you know, meet again. Well, and her inflection was very much, here we go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, it's funny when I watched it the second time with my son and then Luke's Luke posed that, that question, that ultimatum, my son right off the bat said, Oh, Luke, don't be that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh God. Um, I'm just glad he had Yoda's lightsaber. I thought that was ultra cool because we we didn't see it in Return Mm -hmm. of the Jedi, but you just Mm -hmm. had to assume that he had it on him somewhere. I thought it was really cool that he actually had it and he hung on to it. Yeah, Yeah, it made me really excited. But um, what do you guys think is going to happen? What is he going to do? What is he going to choose? And I, you know, again, you know, knowing what we know about The Last Jedi and, and Luke's character at that point, I almost feel like this is kind of a, a setup mm-hmm. uh, to go into that path, that uh, that mental state that, that we find Luke in. Um, 
First of all, do we think uh, Grogu's ever going to talk? And if so, how is he going to talk? Well, what's his first word? Eggs. Eggs. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Vader, ask Vader, what's uh, what's Grogu's uh, first words going to be? Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. That would be epic. Uh, I think someone in the chat mentioned it. Uh, Grogu's going to go the way of Tar Vizsla. He's going to get his hands on the Black Saber. He's going to be both Mandalor- Mandalorian and Jedi. That's what I there said, and Ro thought I was crazy today on Twitter. So you know what? <laughs> There's I'm only like a million, like... <laughs> million hints towards that but you know i want to see that little dude wield that thing <laughs> mm-hmm. that'd be legit Woo. with with the, with the yoda lightsaber with the yoda lightsaber too come on now do a wielding <laughs> just a blur just a black and green blur just flying around that's gonna be all decked out chain mail yeah. dark saber yeah. lightsaber I helmet <clears throat> i don't know about that Whatever. well you asked us you <laughs> asked you yeah <laughs> But yeah, I mean that would be interesting to 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 really see um, Grogu make that choice. But again, I, I have a feeling that uh, because we have the um, if Luke strikes out, that would just be hilarious. If Grogu just went for the chainmail right off the bat, that would just be freaking hilarious. Yeah, well, I mean, choose the lightsaber as a trick and then steal the chainmail and say peace. I'm sorry, I'm tipsy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's no uh, season three of The Mandalorian without uh, Grogu choosing the chainmail. He's going to help. Sense. He's going to help Bo-Katan take the place back. Yeah, I can't wait for Mando season three. It's going to be all about Boba Fett. It's going to be the, the Mandalorian <laughs> all about Boba. Fett. Can you imagine what a switch? <laughs> yeah. I would love that. <laughs> One episode with yeah. I'm just waiting for the Constable Zuvio series. <laughs> this definitely did feel like two completely different shows spliced together mm-hmm. and i'm pretending that episodes one through three don't exist and i would have rather i think i don't know if it was andrew or dj or maybe both that they said that it probably would have been better to just maybe do maybe like an hour and a half or two hours special they like, should have done it i would yeah i would love even you could maybe take out no yeah four five six and seven maybe should have been melded together into just you know, this movie released on the streaming app just to kind of explain everything before you get into season three. And I would have accepted that. It's so weird to me that, like, there's a lot that has happened in the last six episodes. But mm-hmm. as far as a Boba Fett show, a lot hasn't really happened. It's we, needed this, we needed this less than we needed the solo movie. If you and were that's... doing this to misdirect... With the, with the title of the show, I guess maybe I can understand that. But again, at the end of the day, I still think it was poorly executed only up until we mm-hmm. got to like episode four and five. And then you brought all that Tuscan stuff, which I loved, mm-hmm. but you, I don't feel like you delved into it deep enough and spent enough time. So by the time you slaughtered them all, it was kind of like shocking, honestly. I was like, okay, well, that storyline ended quickly, and I didn't feel like it served any purpose. I mean, it did, and it didn't. I don't know. They had yeah. just rebuilt from uh, Anakin killing every single one of them, and then yeah. they just got, they got wiped <laughs> out again. But I'm definitely with Brad. I really like just don't care about Boba at this point. I don't care what happens to him. He could die at the end of this show, and I really wouldn't give a crap. There's a lot of... Uh... You need some more tequila. Just... Yeah, you do. Yeah. 
There's a lot of talk. I was on a space uh, earlier. Um, I was in a room in spaces earlier talking about this. Um, somebody had mentioned a book on indigenous people um, regarding leadership. And um, obviously we know that George Lucas took a lot from, you know, legend and, and history and religion and stuff like that. And I can kind of see Dave Filoni kind of maybe introducing some modern myths to to new Star Wars. Um, and obviously there had been a lot there's been a lot of talk about indigenous people um, their um, I guess their journey um, through this series regarding uh, leadership and how Boba Fett is going to come back and and lead these people as far as you know I had this question of like I don't I don't see how uh, Boba Fett wants to rule um, the underworld with respect um, it's just kind of odd to me but it was pointed out to me that it's, I guess it's his way of maintaining control and possibly giving uh, the Tuscan Raiders um, a chance to live and thrive. Um, but first he has to maintain control. Um, it seems a little bit like a stretch, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. Guess how mad Shanti's going to be when Boba Fett kills Cad Bane in this last episode. Because mouth, people man. have been talking about that rematch for years now since uh, mm -hmm. I think it was Clone Wars. Yeah, right. it's Clone Wars yeah. that, that happened. Uh, I, I'm just 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 saying. Um, and uh, you know, here's the thing: even Cad Bane called him a cold-blooded killer. Yes, and, and that's that's not how he's acting at all. Like yeah. I don't right surviving a near-death experience like that. I don't think that would completely change your outlook on life. Uh, and yes, he did get tortured by the same people before they accepted him. Uh, so I don't think all that would change his, you know, his demeanor. So it's that's that why. Way. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's kind of a, a little bit of a mystery to me. Um, Wouldn't he be kill more Bain, angry? Sorry, what? Wouldn't he be more angry? Yeah, I you would figure. So? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, especially if he's tr if he's figuring out that uh, maybe it wasn't these stupid bikers that killed the Tuscans and, and mm -hmm. somebody is kind of playing him. Mm -hmm. I would yeah. be like really pissed unless he's, you know, he's he's keeping it close to the cuff. And, you know, we're going to we're going to really see Boba Fett and what he's all about in this last episode. Do we have a runtime for the last episode? No, no, I don't think so. And I'm wondering, too, who's directing that last one. Um I have a feeling that I know, I know. I have a feeling it's going to be Robert Rodriguez, um, because I think it's gearing up to be. You know, everybody's talking about the war is coming, the battle is here, the storm is arriving, and you know, Robert Rodriguez is well known for for his uh, his action. I'm already fuming inside. I know, but the mods couldn't catch the Buick. You know. <laughs> Oh, man. Can we talk about, about Cad Bane now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. And the most talk epic about... entrance I've ever seen. Yeah. Why? Okay, here's a question. Why do Star Wars characters always park their ships park like way really f way out there? Because it's he got, badass, man. He got, he got the printing parking. He <laughs> took the printing parking out there. You have to because walk. they watched Lawrence of Arabia, and yeah. they thought that Omar Sharif's entrance was awesome cool. I'm going to do there that you. when I get there. <laughs> <laughs> going to be nice and quiet they're just going to see me right up like a mirage this On, could not have been more western yeah. scene. this scene everything about it 
from the townspeople going inside. There's one shot where the the girl opens the 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 door and like you know the window and looks out. I mean everything. Classic. The only, the only thing that was missing, honestly, was the tumbleweed. I'm telling you, a tumbleweed. Yeah. And the, 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 the soundtrack. Yeah, I wanted that. Yeah. Oh, he's so totally Clint Eastwood, like. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, it was great. Um, I can't wait to see more of Cad Bane. I uh, hope that uh, you know he gets yeah, really thought, entrenched in the story here. I thought Cobb Vanth. I mean, he must have some kind of armor or something underneath his his shirt because uh, you know I was watching. I'm like, oh, Cobb, Cobb's gonna die. Like, there's there's no the competition between these two at all. Cobb's dead, so he must have had some good armor underneath the shirt or whatever. He got, he got shot clipped. in the shoulder. Yeah, he got clipped. Somebody, yeah, somebody did a uh, frame by frame, and you can oh, see. Was it in the shoulder? You could see it. Yeah, it was like yeah right you could definitely here. tell. Yeah. Yeah. But that deputy should have had a red shirt on. That deputy's an <laughs> idiot. He deserved it, and I think that was definitely a warning. I don't. I'm not sure if he really had. I do wonder if Cad Bane honestly really had any intention of actually killing Cobb Vanth. No, because he asked him, is, "Is is that a friendly warning or a threat?" Later on, I think he's gonna he's gonna tell him it was a friendly warning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think that. Uh, now, did you have a problem with the look? Because I have been seeing again a lot of complaints mm-hmm. about him looking not looking perfect. like the animated series, and I'm watching it now for the first time, and I'm in season four now, and I just watched a whole bunch of episodes that focused on Cad Bane. And to be quite mm-hmm. honest, I think they did a great job. Perfect. And this is something yeah. that should not be harped on. No, that that's going to be a cosplay right there for years to come. Just, oh, just yeah. mods riding on Vespas. That to me was something to critique. This I, you know, I was totally okay with. And his voice, yeah. good lord! I actually Perfect. preferred the voice here than I did yeah. in the animated mm-hmm. series. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna do some research and see who did the voice. And his, but... it's the same guy who apparently does the voice in the animated series. Oh, okay. I just loved how calm, cool, and collected he was. It just made him so much more imposing. It makes him so much more predictable. You don't. No, or un- unpredictable. Gonna... No, that's what I meant. Unpredictable. Yeah, yeah that's well, what I loved about that, it. Silence. It had that very, that very Western trope too, of oh, where sorry. the bad guy comes in and everything stops. It's right. great. Time stands still. Yeah, it's everything's yeah. quiet. You hear this the was wind. My favorite scene in the entire it was great. show. Very imposing. Yeah, mm-hmm. very imposing, very threatening, and and uh, like you said, I mean, just very deliberate. I mean, he doesn't even look at him. He doesn't even say ha- his halfway name. through the conversation <laughs> until the end. He asks him, who are you? He doesn't even yeah. utter his name once. It was just such a badass moment. Even him walking away, it was just amazing. Let me ask you this. <laughs> what, yeah, Cad Bane needs some Visine. I mean, it's a long walk, R2. Yeah, it's man. a long walk to uh, through the desert there. Let me ask you this. You know, Cad Bane basically tells uh, Vanth that, uh, about Boba Fett. He, de- he, he says that line that Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer and he worked for the Empire. Um, what do you think that, why do you think that he told him that? What, what, what is, it seems like a setup, like a setup for another plot point or, Cause or the only thing that Cobb knows him as is, is the, well, no, actually he doesn't know Boba at all. I guess he's just trying to break that any potential alliance that he has there. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. Cause he knows that Mando is helping Boba, right? Yeah. So I am wondering if he's doing that to kind of confuse Cobb. And now who do I trust? Do I go by what he's saying or do I go by what Mando is telling me? Now I don't know. Which side should I be on? That makes it easier to do nothing. Or should I stay out of it altogether? Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what he asked him to do. 
Um, Sean says, how does Cad Bane know that Cobb had the armor? Oh, yeah, because he... Yeah, because he said, oh, he should have kept the armor or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or he shot him. Good question. I don't know. We'll probably read that in a comic book. A one-shot. Somebody's reporting back to him. Yeah, well, actually, that's a good that's a good uh, observation. Yeah, that's yeah. someone yeah. has to be reporting back to him. How else would you know that? Yeah. I think it's Max Rebo. Freaking Rebo! <laughs> that guy is behind it all. You know, I just like to see the like one of those hero scenes where Rebo's walking away from the exploding. Because <laughs> the badasses don't look back when there's an explosion. That's this right, Brad. That's, that's totally right. Yeah, <laughs> and you see a blue paw just come into the shot with a cigarette and just goes. <laughs> There you go. He doesn't. He doesn't have a Paul. He's got a. No one should yeah. ever entrust Star Wars. Oh, us. Whatever. <laughs> Cam, thank you very much for coming by. He's gonna say goodbye, but have a good night. Um, do yeah. You want to talk hey, about? You, you know, Ro, you mentioned the visuals. Yeah. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to the sound, and oh. how excited George Lucas would be or would have been i'm i'm pretty sure you probably watched this episode but mm-hmm. to hear the engines of the n1 starfighter which just sounds like a tricked out 1950s yes. racer right uh, that he literally just channeled george lucas with that absolutely one. That, that has to be just a a complete nod to george lucas on that one that is very american graffiti and there's a shot there's a shot when he's uh, when we see uh, him flying over, and I can't remember if it was this episode or last episode where he's flying over with the Jawas, and the Jawa has the uh, the skull. That was this one. There's a shot of the N1, you know, going around the engine, the engine pan, which is like a '57 Chevy. The engine pan rattles yeah. just like just like the car did in in American Graffiti. As little details like that that just make it uh, so uh, so wonderful. Um, they need to hurry up and make that thing a toy so I can. I know. Put it with the rest of the stuff I don't need. Right. Um. Yeah, that was the tribute to American Graffiti, not the mods. Absolutely. I mean, hopefully, Cad Bane kills every single one of those dudes. Yeah. With you, Brad. <laughs> I think um, Special K should have at least killed one or two of them when when uh, when he was in the uh, back to tank chamber. Punk ass. Over the head with mm-hmm. their own arms. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, one last episode and we're kind of done with the story. It just seems weird to have, you know, seven episodes of, of the book of Boba Fett, which is actually really five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, weird. So Kenobi's next, right? Do you think this is going to connect in any way to Kenobi, or do you think Kenobi is going to be just a completely separate story? Because it seems like all of these things are spin-off series, from what I'm gathering. Ahsoka, Kenobi, this. So is it going to connect in any way, and how? Hmm. Only that. Um, I mean, I, I we talked about Kenobi a long time ago when they first mentioned it, and mm-hmm. how I thought that was going to be a small scale sort of story so if you want to keep mentioning uh the the cartels or the syndicates or whatever you know it, it could be connected through that way crimson dawn that sort of thing okay um, but besides that i don't see how it really could be okay and uh, joker has uh, a point there he's dead during the the events of of this show well yeah it, it's uh, it's, it's right. uh, splits that's the difference true. that's true yeah. it splits the difference of uh 
three and four. I forget about the timeline sometimes. I know. Yeah. Because you're drunk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. Yeah. I don't see it connecting to uh, to the Kenobi series um, similar to. I think the the series that this would probably connect to is Ahsoka. Okay, yeah. I don't see anything happening with uh, with Andor either. I think Andor is kind of a one shot series. That's, that's before Rogue One, right? Yeah. So I just um, want to see some Inquisitors. That's all I want to see from. Yeah. Kenobi. And I think we're gonna get them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we could ask the expert if the last episode is gonna be worth it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Shanti, would you like to do the honors and ask him? Will the last episode of Book of Boba Fett be any good? Wait, has he said anything positive yet? <laughs> no. Uh, well, no. anyway, we'll just ask him. I hope so for your sake. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, there then, you go. okay. Yeah. There you go. Then. Excellent. That's about as honest of an assessment as you can get. All right. Any final thoughts uh, before? Um, oh, let's talk about uh, Garza. Let me pour one I, out for Garza. <laughs> I know I wrote R.I.P., but it's a joke. I, I honestly don't think she's dead. You well, didn't see it. You saw the explosion from the outside. If you, if I don't see bodies you don't lying see it, on the it ground, right. it didn't happen. Sorry. Right. I told somebody, I did, did they Captain Phasma uh, Garza? Oh, God. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, you know, it's 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 interesting. I mean, you're to bring in somebody um, like uh, Jennifer Beals just to have her waltz around a bar in a nice outfit and then all of a sudden blow her up. Uh, but I you know, I'm, I'm hoping that she's not dead. I, I want to really see what the connection is between the bar and the underworld. There's definitely, you know, a story there. So uh, I'm hoping that. um that somehow you know something happens there. I mean, we got one episode left and a lot of uh, loose ends to to tie up. Um, how Garza survived? Yeah, <laughs> the loose ends are for characters not Boba that we actually care about. Like, <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, we care about Cad. We care about. I care Garza about Garza way more than I care about Boba. Max Rebo. We care Max, about. Yeah. All right. You know, so there's a lot of characters we care about a lot more. Oh my god, I just realized. Uh-oh. The drummer droid? It's an RO unit. Ro. Okay. Dude, oh, wait a minute. It is. It's a black um R2 unit with the pointy head. It's an RO. I got I'll I'll look it up. I'll post so and, and tag you're a you guys. Pinhead? That makes sense. <laughs> it's going to be a weird Photoshop, bro. You see Brad? See what Photoshop. I have to you see what I have to deal with? <laughs> When you're not here, um, yeah, poor Garza. Garza. And you know, I, I think I saw that Jennifer Beale signed up to uh, to do one of those um, Law and Order uh, yeah. New York shows. Yeah, so I have a feeling this might be the end. But that's sad. It is. It is. She was really interesting. So mysterious. I loved her. Yeah. And, you know, I, I read an article that, uh, and I didn't notice it. Um, she has a scar on her neck, yeah. like right here. Mm-hmm. And um, Jennifer Beals asked for that scar just to kind of give her a little history. And I thought that was really cool. Um, you know, yeah. I thought it was also cool. This is, I think this is the first time we've ever seen male 
Twilix without much clothing on because it's always been the oh. women. So mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool that they finally introduced the fact that some people in the Star Wars galaxy might actually like to see the males as well as the females. So I thought it was kind of cool that uh, she had one of those, uh, you know, a, a male in her employee as well. Yeah. Something for the ladies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. What else? Fingers crossed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I will say that I mentioned this on Twitter. Um, for me, Star Wars really has always been about the music. I'm very much about my senses, sight, sound, all of that. So for me, this episode looked like Star Wars, felt like Star Wars, sounded like Star Wars. Even the last one, too. Yes, it really, really did. And just hearing that John Williams-esque type music in this episode immediately just transports me and takes me to the original trilogy and even the prequels. And that's really what I wanted. And again, I get it. This is Star Wars is a space Western. So I understand the more Western type theme in Mandalorian and even in Book of Boba Fett. But the whole reason why Star Wars feels like fantasy and not sci-fi, in my opinion, is the music. So I definitely would have preferred more John Williams type music, even mm-hmm. even in Mandalorian, in both of them. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joker, you forgot one. Uh, the person that's scoring uh, the Book of Boba Fett, Ludwig is doing the themes. He had done the main themes, but um, what's the other guy's name? Kevin Shirley, something Shirley. Kiner, I think. No, Kevin Kiner does Rebels. Oh, okay. Um, Somebody else is scoring the Book of Boba Fett, not Ludwig. Um, but yeah, so um, any final thoughts on this episode? What do you guys uh, What do you guys expect uh, next week around? It's gonna be. It's it's gonna be epic. We've gotten so much uh, in this uh, Joseph Shirley. There you go. Thank you very much. Um, we've gotten so much information um, from the first six episodes um, that normally we would probably be able to kind of guess what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, episode seven, it's like, what the hell? I mean, I, we know storm's coming. We know the, the, the war is about to you know start. We got the Pikes versus everyone else. Um, <clears throat> it's going to be weird. And, you know. I hope it's 90 minutes, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, you've got the storyline, uh, throughout the series and then all of a sudden you introduce, you know, Grogu and Luke Skywalker. Are we going to, are they going to come into play in this last episode? Why even bring him, why even bring them in during this series? If they don't, you know, if they don't have any bearing on, on the, uh, the final, the finality of, of the series, it's just, uh, it's kind of weird to me. But I'm glad we saw Luke. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we get a little Grogu. Um, it almost seemed like the series was the entire series was kind of like a tease and a preview for everything that mm-hmm. uh, Filoni is 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 uh, prepping to to do in the next uh, year and a half, two years. I think uh, I think one way or another, Cad Bane is going to remind Boba Fett who he really is. Mm-hmm. And if we have a Boba unleashed uh, versus Cad Bane scene. Could all be worth it just for yeah, the latter half of the of this series. 
that will make me change my mind about this show completely. Because while I loved this episode and I loved the last episode, it still hasn't changed my mind about the show as a whole, just because mm -hmm. of what you did and how you gave us essentially two stories that were it's just a mishmash. Yeah. And okay. I want to see him ride the Rancor. Oh. I actually would like to see that. That's too funny. Sure. All right. So uh, any final thoughts, Melanie? Well, I hope we continue to look at the failings of the Jedi, but mm. also the failings the creed of mandalore yeah because it's similar mm -hmm. they're both restrictive they're both yeah. archaic it's like you know mando can't make amends because the place he has to make amends doesn't exist so what does he do nice right it's just it's restrictive mm -hmm. and they seem to be on polar opposite they're polar opposites <laughs> you know we had that little explanation yeah. in the last episode where mm -hmm. you know the armor was explaining the jedi code to 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 mando and mando says oh it's it's uh the opposite, the opposite of, of what we mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean that that would be an interesting uh thing to kind of tease out um in some series i think you know i think ahsoka is going to maybe concentrate on 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 a little bit of that um but you know we obviously you know again we we don't know what what they're going to be doing um they still have to find ezra and thrawn and all the people from the uh animated series but um those would be actually really cool themes to kind of uh you know pick apart um because that'll be, awesome. be there no matter what group who chooses right 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 um you know there was some uh quick talk regarding um grogu and his significance to star wars going forward um and I, I think that uh, Lunar Girl just said it, Book of Boba Fett is just a puzzle of a bigger story. Mm -hmm. But so is Grogu. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, he's cute and he's green and he's Baby Yoda and stuff. But um, what do you guys think about uh, Grogu being kind of a key to uh, the future of Star Wars? If he stays with Luke, apparently he gets killed by Kylo. So yeah, I was gonna say I'm a little bit more morbid. <laughs> I think he's dead. <laughs> he's gonna be dead at one point. Also, uh, just a quick thing: Joker mentions in the uh, in the chat uh, about the armor blaming Bo-Katan for the purge. I did like how the armor talked about that. This was in the last episode, um, but uh, I, I, the way they portrayed Mandalore. Uh, in the Clone Wars series, I was not a big fan of that because you know they're supposed to be the. Uh, uh, Shanti, did you did you finish Clone Wars? Or are you still working on it? I am halfway through season four right now. I've been watching okay. it like all week. <laughs> okay, so I mean the the way they represent it is so much different than the way it was before. They're supposed to be the Spartans uh, of the Star Wars universe, and uh, it was quite a bit different there in those uh, the waning years of uh, the Clone Wars. So I kind of like how she alluded to that a little bit, and then what Bo-Katan did. Uh, so um, th I thought that was pretty cool tying that together. That's terrible, Vader. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Savage. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I watched um, yeah. the Mandalorian episode with uh, 
with uh, Bo-Katan when, when she came on board. And um, again, just forgetting how um, incredibly awesome that was to see all three of them. I, I loved when they all, you know, they uh, rescued him from that, um, the, the boat and they all started to take their helmets off and, and Din Djarin's like, whoa, whoa, what the hell? Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. it, those are like subtleties that, you know, at first watch, you know, you're, you're introduced to these things, but you don't really catch it until like mm-hmm. later on. So it's, uh, it, it's, it was beneficial for me to kind of go back and see, uh, some of that stuff. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we sign off, we have a, uh, a little contest, um, and a giveaway. Um, but you know me and my graphics. Um, we're going to play a one-question sentry mode and um, and see if uh, anybody in the chat wants to win. I'll, uh, I'll show you what I'm putting up to, uh, to give away. This is sentry mode. A friend of mine, John Rodriguez, local artist, I'm going to put this up full screen here, um, signed by him, there's his signature, but it's uh, obviously we're talking about Luke Skywalker today and uh, the Book of Boba Fett, it's uh, a very beautiful piece, I have uh, the Empire Strikes Back AT-AT and a couple of Imperial um, images uh, that he created. But uh, let's give one of these away. The only rule here, so we're going to ask a question. Brad is going to ask a uh, question. And um, folks in the chat, anybody can win. Hold on a second here. But we're going to announce the winner next week on uh, the final episode of Scarif Live uh, regarding the Book of Boba Fett. But um, let's ask the question and... um, See who wants to uh, to win. We will pick randomly from the chat. So when Brad asks the question, just go ahead and put it in the chat, and then we'll uh, we'll assign a number and then do a count and then see who wins it. And you guys are going to have to come back next week uh, when we talk about this final episode, chapter seven of the Book of Boba Fett, to hear your name, and uh, we'll send this out to you. It's a beautiful piece. Um, apt for framing and um, there he is red five himself Am ready I red? to play so uh you you want to uh, allow yes, Mel- them Mel- melanie and shanti you're allowed to play okay you want to uh, allow them to answer via twitter in in the week to come just in case they can't think of it right away of course they would not use google we we trust their integrity uh <laughs> but uh, we want to allow them to answer via twitter and then still tune in uh, next week I think um, it would be more challenging if all the answers would come in the chat right here okay. right now before right. we uh, yeah. before we pack it up. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, single fire sentry mode. I'm not sure if that's a thing, um, but uh, here we go. Uh, so in a conversation with his Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, uh, Luke mentions his two friends that left for the Imperial Flight Academy. Most people can think of uh, one of those friends that he has, his best friend. What were the names of his two friends that left for the academy? Good question. Red Five himself. 
There's R2 in the X-Wing, a beautiful piece by John Rodriguez. Check him out. Answered. And um, there's the helmet in the sky, the X-Wing. And uh, we're looking for both the friends. We're looking for both friends. So... I saw that. Hilarious. <laughs> Shanti wishes. Ask the question one more time, Brad. All right. Who are Luke Skywalker's two best friends that left for the Imperial Academy? He wanted to join them, but uh, Uncle, Owen, Uncle Owen needed him back on the farm. Damn His Lord. water farm. What are their names? <laughs> This is sort of a hard one because he says this line very quickly in episode four. But it should be ingrained in your brain, so there's no excuse. And it looks like people either know their Star Wars or are really fast with the Google machine. (laughs) Very good, guys. Very good. So next week... uh, We will uh, announce it uh, at the end of our episode... Ro, make sure you write those names down before we uh, close out this chat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, again, and, you know, this, uh, we had given away uh, one of his prints years ago. I think Rob got one, the uh, the AT-AT. You know what, actually, let me show you some of the other works that uh, he's done. I thought I sent you one, Brad. Didn't I send you one? Oh, oh no! I sent you the uh, the imperial one. So here's another oh, and, one. And uh, Tre- Trevor mentioned uh, while you're putting that up, Trevor mentioned deleted scene. There is an amazing deleted oh. scene uh, with Luke and Biggs on Tatooine. So make sure I'm sure you just find it on YouTube nowadays. Uh, look up that uh, scene, Luke Skywalker, Biggs, Tatooine. It's a great scene. Should have kept it. I like that one. Oh, the old nice propaganda. too. The old propaganda. There you go. For the Empire. I like the Vader one. Hey, uh, we'll also have some more giveaways coming up. Uh, when you buy as many, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you've seen how many pops I have on my wall. Occasionally, you buy an extra pop that you didn't realize you already had. Uh, so that happens. Have, I, I definitely have a few pops that I want to give away to you guys, uh, two of which are a gold uh, Ray and a gold uh, Darth Maul. Uh, also, have a Cara Dune and a uh, Kylo Ren if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, so, uh, we'll have those to give away soon. We'll we'll keep you updated. Oh, this one's signed by our friend Yoshi Vu, who worked on the film. Cool. You let me get that one. No, <laughs> this is why. <laughs> this is why I need more wall space. Is that is that Dak taking on the entire empire by himself? Yep. <laughs> Dak said he's got it. How did yo, that work out? Yo mama. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. So uh, we see some answers coming in. Like I said, we will uh, read the answers or read the winner um, next week when we do our final review of the uh, Book of Boba Fett. That should be a gas as the as the kids are saying nowadays. Yes, right. Damn you old. Damn you old. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> thing to say. See what I have to deal with, Melanie. <laughs> hey hey Ro. Yeah. I drank this whole thing, so uh <laughs> nice. this, is, this is about the scuttlebutt, right? This is about the scuttlebutt. Um, Once again, thank you, everybody, in the chat for 
coming on by to uh, listen to us talk about the book of Boba Fett. Like I said, if uh, if you didn't catch most of it and you want to listen to it again, obviously look uh, listen to the replay or uh, this episode will be available on our podcast uh, RSS feed wherever you download the show or some of your other favorite podcasts. Uh, look for the uh, for this episode in audio form um, as well, um, which I'll do that in the next couple of days. Um, Melanie, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you had fun talking and breaking down the episode. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking me. And uh, where can folks find you if they just want to say hello? They can. I'm on the Twitter at Melanie Marquita. Very nice. Yep. And Shanti, thank you very much for having a couple of drinks with us. Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Very nice. Brad, I know you have to uh, use the little boys' room. Oh. But uh, <laughs> no Darth Vader? I was going to let him wait, take wait, us wait. out. If, if, if you would ever end, I was going to let him take us out. Good Lord, Ro. All right. <laughs> what is Darth Take us out? Oh, jeez. Yeah. What not is like Vader? That. All right. Like what Rogue is Vader? Once, let Yeah, Rug One. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. What does Darth, Darth, Darth Vader say at the end of a scare of Scuttlebutt? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, let's uh, do let's, over. That's let's... how we started this episode. <clears throat> All again. And that's the scuttlebutt. Thank you, everybody. Have a great evening. Enjoy Star Wars responsibly. And that's the scuttlebutt. <laughs>